Thank you for listening to the For the Campus podcast, where we have conversations about Christian faithfulness and the college campus. To learn more about City Church Tallahassee and our college ministry, Salt Company, head to citychurchtallahassee.com and follow us on Instagram at citychurchsalt. All right. Well, hey, Dean, thanks for hanging out with us on the For the Campus podcast. And we're starting a really exciting series. It's, it's more than a series, but we're starting an exciting series called Let's Go. And so what we're going to be doing the next couple weeks on the For the Campus podcast is just talking about what does this look like for college students to get behind this vision at City Church of really taking it to our city and taking it to the nations from our church as far as the mission of, of making disciples and seeing people know Jesus. So we're excited about it. Just for those who maybe they weren't able to come to the leadership preview night, or maybe they haven't heard yet, could you just give an overview of what Let's Go is, and then maybe a caveat of what Let's Go isn't? Yeah, sure. I, it's good to be back on this podcast. You know, I love the Salt Company uh, of City Church, and uh, they we need them to be a big part of this of what is Let's Go because Let's Go will absolutely directly affect you know our college ministry here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is directly linked to that. So so uh, let's go it is going to be a two-year expression uh, of our vision uh, being for the gospel and for the city uh, to expand our reach here in Tallahassee and beyond. Uh, we see a big huge great commission that Jesus gave us and believe the local church is the one that is clear in the scriptures that he has ordained to carry that out. Uh, so we want to make sure that we're going as aggressively and as full speed as possible uh, to reach people and make disciples and then to send people out to have, make more missionaries. So let's go is our opportunity to do that. So we had a vision preview night uh, on uh, Sunday, September 25th, where we uh, shared everything we're going to be doing. Mm-hmm. So let's go is going to do anything from uh, double our kids space or expand that significantly, uh, which we really need to do. And I, I, I hope that all the college students care a lot about that. A lot of our mm-hmm. college students are really the backbone service-wise and volunteer-wise you know, of our kids' ministry. And, mm-hmm. and so uh, I hope that they, everyone in our church family, from the senior adult to the college student, uh, sees the need uh, to really invest in the next generation. The same way our church invests in Salt Company, mm-hmm. we need to invest in our kids' ministry. So there's a lot of space we just need to create there to be able to accommodate and reach more families. Also, to be able to build a place for our students as a middle school and high school. Uh, many of our students, our college students know the significance of maybe what their church played in their life back mm-hmm. home in those years. And we want to make sure that we're faithful and going all in with that. And then also we want to expand what we're able to contribute to outside of Tallahassee. Uh, so one that or I should say outside of our church building, uh, because that includes our community partners in town, like Hang Tough and the Women's Pregnancy Center. Uh, that includes the International Mission Board, the amount of money we want to give to that. Uh, I have this crazy ambition that one day I want to see our church give away a million dollars a year to missions. Right now we probably give around 400 uh, let's go uh, is going this uh, vision we have uh, over the next two years is going to allow us to double that. Mm-hmm. So we're already in the ballpark of getting close to that that dream of getting away a million dollars a year. So what an awesome thing to be a part of for our church. So we're asking everyone, every single person that calls City Church their home, um, from the 90-year-old widow to the uh, you know freshman in college, mm-hmm. uh, to say, okay, what can I do to be a part of Let's Go? And the answer is we want 100% participation for people uh, to say, I am going to financially contribute to this over the next two years uh, to make this a reality. Yeah, I love the community partner piece too because, you know, a lot of churches, they just kind of focus on, okay, it needs to be our program, our branding, our logo, our people. And for us, one of the things that we've said at City Church for a really long time is we want to be for the gospel and for the city. And we've always thought one of the best ways for us to be for the city 
is to come alongside people who are doing amazing things in Tallahassee in particular. And so, you know, with the Women's Pregnancy Center, it's like we could try to get a bunch of money and have an ultrasound and set up an office and, and counsel. But it's like we would never do it as well as them. Yeah, let's join life where it's already happening. Yeah, right, let, let, let's find where God's at work and, and go be a part of that. And, and, that, and that's what we're trying to do here. Uh, so in Let's Go, everything, it's going to be, we're not like having a building fund. It's mm-hmm. like one, two, it's one big two-year vision fund. So like the salt company budget's going to come out of that. Mm-hmm. You know, and anything from beach weekend to um, the the conference to launch at Langford, I mean, mm-hmm. to Tuesday nights regularly, everything is coming out of that. So we just want to increase, you know, what we're doing in all those areas so we can do more. Because we believe, again, it's a big, huge, great commission. And there's a big, huge mission field. That's why we, why we pray Luke 10 too, you know, for God to send workers into the harvest. Like, let's put feet to those prayers and, and, and go and be that. You know, go be the answer to that prayer. Uh, so, um, but yeah, so community partners, yeah, it's about us joining work where it's already happening with trusted people mm-hmm. that line up with us, um, that we believe in what they're doing. We see the significance of it and the and the, really the results. And then go join that financially. That's what they usually need the most is, is mm-hmm. financial support. And then also to really go all in internationally and, and as much money as we possibly can give away to get the gospel out at Tallahassee. One of the things I was really encouraged by Sunday night at Leadership Review Night was the biggest applause of all the things that we were talking about we hope to see as a church was uh, a sensory room, which most yeah, people don't have. that was neat have. to see yeah. that reply. Yeah. Yeah, most people don't have a, a child who, you know, has a, a need for a sensory room, but yet what it shows us is that our church is thinking, beyond just themselves. And I think that's hard for people to do because they go, well, new youth space, I don't care. I'm not a teen. Uh, you know, wh- what am I going to get specifically? And it was very evident to me at the leadership preview night that, you know, to see college students and 90-year-old grandmas cheering for the fact that we're just going to be able to better serve families in our city and children who yeah. need to hear the gospel. And that's what local church means, right? Like it's mm-hmm. so much bigger than just one person in their life phase. It really is an all-encompassing, all of us together. It's a we thing. Right? And so uh, the sensory room, yeah, we want to be able to minister to families with special needs and children with special needs. And uh, because many families that have children with special needs feel they can't go to church because either there'll be a bother, which mm-hmm. they're, they're, I mean, which you can see why they would view it that way because oftentimes yeah. they're treated as if they're a bother or they just don't have anything. Mm-hmm. To, to be able to accommodate them. So we want to uh, answer that question and say, no, we're a wide open door for you. And we want you to be a part of this church family. And so um, I'm excited about that. And it was neat to see the church react to that. Yeah. That, was, that was pretty cool. And if you want to see kind of more details about what's what's coming, you can go to City Church let's go.com and we'll have the link in the bio of this podcast and now they'll, they'll let you just kind of walk through everything but dean one of the things i want to talk about is so basically to accomplish what we want to see happen the next two years it's going to take 19 million dollars total that's you know langford to things that we want to do to the building to money we want to send two years of our entire overall church budget yep is included in that yep so the whole every single thing that you love that city church does and is a part of that's that's where that money's coming from for we let's just go ahead and, and dive into this for a minute. Talking about money in a church setting for many people is just awkward. What? Why is that? Well, I think a few things. I think one, one you want to be fair and, and say that. Sadly, people some people have experiences where they've seen churches mismanage money, mm-hmm. um, make it where it's all they ever focused on. You know, it's a big, huge Bible, and all they ever talked about was money. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, or they just. Uh, I just saw like, what are we doing? Like, is this really, you know, do we really need this? Is this really what we're supposed to be doing? Just those kind of things. And that's a little tricky too, because that really is a matter of opinion. Yeah. You know, sometimes so you have to be careful with that, that you have a little bit of humility 
and, and think that and, and not think that you're the expert on exactly what a church should be spending money on and not. But there are things, you know, that people have seen before that maybe they're maybe their parents experience, things like that. Um, I don't think that's the norm though. Mm-hmm. I think because most churches I know use the Lord's money well, you know, and for God, not everyone, but for God's glory and to, for missions. And so I think that it's easy to, just to blame that. Yeah. Right. I want to be fair and acknowledge that is a thing, but it's easy just to point to that. And I think it's kind of like the person that says, well, I don't go to church anymore because Christians are hypocrites. It's like, well, I mean, if your sta- if your definition of hypocrisy is that you ever do anything that is contrary to your faith then okay, but like, that's just an excuse. Yeah. You know, that's just ridiculous. That's not really why they're not there. Uh, so I, Jesus was really clear where he said that your heart and money are linked together. Mm-hmm. And people don't like to get poked in the idols, as our friend Jared Wilson says regularly. And and I think it's a really helpful thing to think about. So I really don't think people understand how much of an idol money is. Mm-hmm. Because because if that's only that's what makes it taboo. Like why would it be why would it not be something we talk about when Jesus talks about it a lot? Mm-hmm. You know, Paul talks about it a lot. Um, we see it in the book of Acts and the forming of the church being a really big thing. Uh, so the only explanation is that people just don't want to talk about it because they don't want to face the fact that maybe their money has them more than they have their money. Mm-hmm. You know, and so we don't see money's not a bad thing in the Bible, but the love of money is right. And so I think that I think that's really the biggest issue. And it was easy to point other directions and go, but what about this? Who about that? When when really the scriptures are the story of God's people being a generous people. They kind of all, yeah. like hands opened, you know, and, and because they believe in the mission and they want to guard their hearts and they don't believe that all they don't believe that all is for their consumption. So I, I think that's the biggest one. Our biggest battles of discipleship, no matter what kind of income bracket you're in, is how you view money and stuff and possessions and, and those type of things. But I really think it comes down to the fact that people are just gripping as hard as they can. And, and when you talk about it, again, they just, a, a lot of guys don't like it. When you talk about money, like a lot of times it's men mm-hmm. that get all kind of, you know, bent out of shape about it. Probably because they're not giving. I've never met someone who gives faithfully and regularly who gets upset when you talk about money because mm-hmm. they're like, "Yeah, that's generous. That's what we're called to do, right?" Like it's like it's so. I, I think in the like when you talk about um, sexual morality, you know, sexual morality and immorality, uh, it's never the person that's living a pure life that gets mad, mm-hmm. right? It's it, it's it's the person that's like you know sleeping with their girlfriend or whoever that all of a sudden gets upset, yeah, right? And, and that's the same thing with money. Yeah, and I think it's challenging even with college students who, you know, most of our college students don't have a, a large amount of income coming in monthly or whatever, but they live in a culture that's very critical that you can go on Netflix and look at all these documentaries and every single documentary is like, here's what's wrong with this brand. Here's what's wrong with this company. Here's what's wrong with this. And you know what the truth is that there's never been a church that's perfect and tr- churches make mistakes and churches sometimes, you know, the, the kid space should have been blue and it's green and you gave money and it ended up being a color different. And that's obviously extreme, but I think there's this thing too, that's really special in, in church life where, you know, back to the idea of like your opinion on things is that, you know what, sometimes you just say, my opinion is not the only one that matters. I'm not always right. And look at the big picture of what's happening here. Like an example would be, you know, our men's ministry meets, you know, occasionally on Monday nights. And I might be like, well, I think it should be Thursday nights. And, you know, you could walk around and just think about your, how you would do it all the time and just miss the fact that like, man, praise God, our church is trying to do something and look at all these people here. And same with the building. It's like, guys, we're just trying to see more people connected to churches, seeing families love, seeing kids connected. And I think that's like one of the things to your point of 
you know, people don't, nobody wants to say, well, I'm not going to give to this because honestly, I want to keep going on my big beach vacation in the summer, you know? Yeah. But the, so that instead they'll say, here's, here's where I think this plan is wrong and why I'm not going to give to it. It almost makes you seem like a, you're on the high ground, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, don't, I don't, and I definitely think that uh, questions are important and mm-hmm. information's important and we're going to be as transparent as possible through this. Not as possible, period. I mean, like, we, yeah, it's like yeah. there's no secrets. Um, and we're going to have listening sessions or, you know, some opportunity to like go through all the information in October. We have two different mm-hmm. weeks or two different nights. I mean, we're going to be doing that where you can come in and, and hear like, where's, how are we deciding these things? Where's the money coming from? Who like just every question you could possibly have. But the reality is we have been positioned in Tallahassee by God's grace to make a huge long lasting impact in this mm-hmm. city. And this is kind of our moment to be able to act and not be passive mm-hmm. and to pounce on the opportunity, you know, to, to go forward. You see those times in a football game where you feel the momentum shifting and it's like, okay, we need to score on this drive. It is like a really important drive right here. We can't settle for a field goal right here. Like we've got to do something. And and this is how, that's how I feel. Like we had the ball right now um, and God has just really allowed us, just been so kind to us and so good to us. And we had the chance, I think, to really pounce on, on the Great Commission here in our city and beyond. So this is going to allow us to do that. So we're going to, I mean, so by giving to Let's Go, and what we're asking people to do is to look at how much money they can possibly give in the next two years. And so we're asking folks, let's say you give, uh, you know, over two year period that you give, you know, you know, let's, let's say a college student, you know, over a two year period gives a thousand dollars, you know, to the church. So not to insult anyone's intelligence, no offense, TCC students, but that's, you know, five, that's 500, you know, 500 a year. What would it look like for you to raise that? Mm-hmm. You know, what would it look like for you to get to get to 2000? Mm-hmm. You know, what would that look like? And where, and where can you pull that from? You know, and maybe your parents give you a lot of money or, you know, maybe you, you know, just do one one less you know party at your house or like like what does that look like you know to be able to be able to go for or like one less you know trip to the beach or, or, or something you know or just or just budget a little bit better you know whatever it could be you know a little less starbucks who might say that but a little less uh, a little less starbucks something like that and to say okay i'm gonna this is how i'm gonna contribute to this because we really do need every single person that calls city church their home to say let's go mm-hmm. and, and to go all in and also i want to be a part of a church that wants to reach a lot of people man mm-hmm. you know I, I mean, I'm, i've been reading the book of acts we're going to start the book of acts in january and just mm-hmm. go all the way through the book uh, but but where, where it talks about how the church grew in strength and numbers it's in Acts 16 mm-hmm. it grew in strength and numbers and i'm going why not tallahassee mm-hmm. like why can't we see our why can't we see our church continue to grow in strength and numbers and people to say yes i want to be a part of a church that cares about that Mm-hmm. Because again, we believe the gospel is only good news if it gets there on time, mm-hmm. and that it, and that's for everyone, and we want people to know. You know, and so what an opportunity! So, so I hope people hear this and go, man, what? That's what I want to do with the money God's given me. Yeah, and I think it goes back to a. I think it's theological first, you know, because it's like, okay, do I really believe that God owns it all? Mm-hmm. Like, do I believe it's my money or God's money? And, and I, so I think it starts with a theological question, even before it's a heart question. You know, mm-hmm. it's a theological question, and then from there we see how it how that you know. I guess we could say the layers of that down into our heart and our minds and those kind of things. But first and foremost, it's like, okay, who owns this? Yeah. Yeah. And there's that great saying that money is mission ammunition. And I think when when we look back at, you know, I got saved at an FCA camp, people gave money to FCA and FCA through a camp and a teenage boy, high school boy came to that camp and found out about Jesus. Then when I got connected to a church, we were meeting at Gabi high school and people gave money and we rented our church, rented the auditorium at Godby. And some people probably thought it should have been Leon should have been, you know, uh, should have been in the living room should have been this or that, but God uses money 
to accomplish his missions. It's and his always money. Has. Always, always has. has. Yeah. So I think for us, like looking at the vision of our church, it, it, I think for college students too, it's understanding, Hey, like if you've come to this church and you've benefited from it, it took money. Yeah. And it's, and it's also, I, I say this lightly, but I, I, str- I struggle with the person that doesn't give anything. Mm-hmm. And I don't think there can't be a new start. You know, I think that you can start fresh today, but the person that never, ever gives anything, it's like, wait a second here. You come to our services, you use our facility, you benefit from it. You're in this air conditioning, your kids in the kids ministry, or if you're a college students, like you've made, you've met all your bridesmaids here that you're going to have in your wedding. I mean, like, like just on and on and on. And it's like, but, and you don't contribute at all. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, wait a second here. I mean, that's like almost like the definition of being a consumer, mm-hmm. right? And that's not to throw stones at anyone and say, hey, if that's you, like I, I would say repent of that, mm-hmm. you know, because your heart, the Bible says your heart's linked to your money and it's mm-hmm. not someone else's job. It's easy to look around and go, oh, wow, they have these lights and, and you know, this really nice lobby and they have coffee. I guess, I guess somebody's paying for it. But it's not about paying for it. It's about contributing yeah. to the mission together. And college students, what a great time to set those habits. And don't feel bad that you're not someone who has this big income. Jesus lifted up, I mean, pointed to the woman in the scriptures that only had two coins. You know, and he's like, okay, this, like this person, this person right here is what generosity looks mm-hmm. like. So, so it's, I think that the, the portion, the proportion matters more than the sum. Mm-hmm. So, so to approach it that way. Yeah. And that, and that even you might go, my, you know, $50 isn't going to make a difference. I'm a college student or it's like, well, no, no, no. Again, it's gonna make a difference in you. It's gonna make a difference in your life and your heart. And it's, it is gonna make a difference. It yeah. is gonna make a difference. So. We're, we're going to all go on this together and raise this money together. And by raise, I don't even like the word raise. It's like a, it, it's like a receive, you know, it's like a, let's go. It's like a, it's a whole yeah, all yeah, encompassing, yeah. you know, like us all saying I'm in and we're going to go do this together as a church family. And I'm excited to see how God pieces every gift together over mm-hmm. the next two years to make this happen. Yeah. I think when you come to city church, there's certain things that are really, that I think we do well. And it's really clear to a college student quickly, like, when you're walking through the doors and you're new to city church and you're like, what does it look like for me to serve here? We're great at that. We can help you kind of, we can help you draw those lines really quick. It's like, Oh, like, you know, I mean, I meet students all the time. They've been coming for two weeks and then they're on guest services or that's awesome. You know, you have to be here for six months before kids, but you know, college students are really quick to serve, but historically college students have really struggled to figure out what financial generosity looks like for them Mm. to you. This is kind of the last question. What does it look like for a college student to financially get behind Let's Go? Yeah, I think it means the first gift you give you know, is, is back to the Lord and how that is received in the scriptures is through the work of the church. You know, So if it's the first thing you do, then you can't afford not to give. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and I think that you have to get it out of your mind that I'm poor, therefore— I'm a college student, therefore I'm poor and I have no money. That's never a standard for giving in the Bible, mm-hmm. right? You give because of Christ, because he's given to you, mm-hmm. right? In terms of, first of all, our salvation, but also he's blessed us materially as well. Just the opportunity to even go to college. And you know, and I understand and know we have college students in our ministry and in our salt company that probably work two jobs just to pay for school, right? And and then get home and study till two o'clock in the morning because they don't have time to do it during the day because they're working. But there, we had those people. Um, I would say... To that person, what an amazing first, with all the hard work you're doing, what an amazing first thing to give to the Great Commission, mm-hmm. you know. And then we also have college students have a whole lot more money than they realize. Yeah. Um, I mean, all those who, because I, I tell the story sometimes, our first ever college retreat went to Savannah. It was our first year, second years of church. And we probably brought, I don't know, 50 people, something like that. 
And we, the, some of the students want to do a ghost tour in Savannah. So we found out we could actually rent, like, like you could just get one just for your group, mm-hmm. you know, so like a customized one or whatever. So we called the area and they said it's going to be how much money and we, we didn't have it budgeted. We had no money anyway. We had a church had just started. So we told the kids, the college students, like, you're on your own. You know, like, like we were going to, like, you have to pay for it. Like, we can't do this. So they get in line to get on the trolley to go on the ghost tour and the amount of cash that they pulled out <laughs> to pay for that thing, we were like, oh my gosh, and they only gave some of this. You, yeah. know, you see the cars they drive, you know, the, the really expensive apartments they live in, the sororities they, they join. It's like, you know what? I know it's not technically your money, it's your parents' money, but you're still receiving it and you're doing something with it. So what would it look like? And I think your parents would find joy in that too. Like for my kids, I want them to be giving. Yeah. yeah I want them, obviously, they don't have their own money. They have money that we gave them. And I think that's actually a good analogy because we're the same way. Yeah. We don't have our own money. We have the money that God gave us. So we want to be good stewards of that. So I, I just want to encourage every single person to say, let's go. Mm-hmm. And and to give their first gift, uh, their first payment. I, I was really neat. I had um, a church family member, I, I, someone in our church family I sat down with this past week. We had lunch together and he's, he told me, he wasn't boasting. He was just talking about the journey he's been on, like in terms of his faith and giving real successful guy, you know, and, and he said, um, right now we're, we're finally to the point where the largest like expense for lack of a better word that he has every month is his gift to the church. It's like, well, like, and that's supposed to be, yeah. you know, and, and that was just, that was just really cool to hear as someone in our church family say that and just how, and the joy they, they feel in that. He says it's hard sometimes. He says his natural instinct is not to be generous. Like that's not how yeah. he's wired, uh, but God's doing a work in his heart, you know, like, so. Yeah, so I would say let's go and, and figure out how, what you can do uh, to commit to this. And again, again, it's it's the story of the woman with the two coins. It's it's proportion, not the sum. Yeah, you know. So so I would have that mindset. And I would say even if you have parents who aren't believers, having a conversation like this with your parents yeah. could actually be really impactful because you have a testimony to them. And you know, I think that's one of those things that you know my my mom wasn't a believer when I was in college, and. Um, you know, I think you could go, even if you, let's say that your parents allocate some money to you per month and you go, Hey, you know what? I'm so impacted by this church. I love this church. I'd like to make a couple lifestyle changes so that I can give. What do you think about that? That's and to hear a college student. I mean, we hear it all the time from parents and I've seen the impact that it can make in parents' That's lives me. to see your kid do something like that is, is, is so impactful and it points to the gospel so much. So don't miss that either. Yeah, and the first get the first official pledge to um, commitment, I should say, commitment to let's go, was a elementary school kid in our church, who his parents set up for him. They give him allowance. He has his chores, and they set up for him. They they call it um, spend, save, and share, like mm. three buckets he has, and his share money has 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 uh, has gotten. Has, he's been doing a good little job as a nine year old yeah. saving his money, and he asked if he could give his his uh, share money uh, to let's go because he heard about it mm. and his parents were like how awesome is that you know that like he, he he wants to give his share money and they let him share with anybody he wants to share it with you know and he he's gonna sh- give his share portion to let's go which is pretty neat you know so so they've had that mindset like I'm gonna have money I spend to live off of um, and even do they also do the things I want to do you know mm. enjoy life and and then I'm gonna save some money when I and that's important as well and then also I'm gonna I'm gonna share. Open hands. That's kind of the Christian posture. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, thanks so much for hanging out. I'm excited yeah. just the next couple months. Keep rolling. I'm yeah. loving what's happened with our salt company, and it's it's a joy to me to see it. So I love uh, I love watching it and being any part of it that I can. So proud proud of the whole team and keep rolling. And we'll be out October fourth tonight at our first ever slam dunk contest. Dean is one of the judges. Oh man, let me tell you what I have. I have no. I can still shoot threes a little bit, but I have no dunking. I, I can't even touch the net. So. Yeah. It's yeah. gonna be it's gonna be epic. But five thanks. nine, five nine, and no hops. <laughs> well, thanks for hanging out, and let's go. All right.